Welcome to Watch What Crap Ins, a podcast about all that crap on Bravo that we just love to talk about. I'm Ben Mandelker, and joining me today is a star of the runway, the one, the only, Ronnie Karam. Hey, Ronnie, what's going on? Well, hello. How are you? I'm just great. I'm great. How are you doing? Good. I'm just excited for some Shibai Sheree, the full circleness. Yeah, the Shibai Sheree fashion show finally happened i did not realize that uh, atlanta this week was the season finale i think at the end of the last episode we talked about like i predicted that it was going to be the lead up to the season finale because i don't think they said last week that the season finale was upon us unless i missed it so i was quite surprised that this was like the finale of the season and that we got to see the full fashion show Oh, yeah, yeah, we sure did. And I'm actually glad that we didn't record yesterday. We took it off uh, because we didn't get all of the social media stuff that happened after uh, oh. this thing. Because Sheree did not pay the designer, allegedly. She hired some guy to design all the stuff, didn't pay his ass, so she couldn't use those designs in the stuff that she was selling. Then her website crashed, and then when it came back up, she was selling stuff from Alibaba and got called out on it. And so <laughs> took the site down, and then it came back the next day with, like, two jogger outfits and a bunch of sweatshirts that had, mm-hmm. like, charade quotes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny because – so I actually missed all that. I'm glad you told me that because I missed all that because I was – I basically – like I was in vacation mode and then like last night spent hours just taking notes. So I just wasn't on social media like that. And uh, but I did notice at the end of this episode, this Atlanta episode, when they showed Sheree showing her fulfillment center, that like her she by Sheree clothing that she was showing off was totally different than what was in the fashion show. And I was like, there's a disconnect there. Like, I feel like I just saw a whole bunch of like sheer tops and, you know, straight you know charade fashions and now i'm just seeing sweatshirts with like little quotes yeah so um let's see there was that That's there was that so yeah. um uh we will be imbuing this recap with all that context so uh but before we get into it um we have winter's crap and it's happening later today and um, and then we got like, you know, our usual recaps this week. This week, we're going to be doing uh, Below Deck Med, which was, I mean, like, I, I, I'm like, I, <laughs> I can't. I literally cannot. That show, that episode was crazy. We'll be recapping that. And uh, Real Girlfriends in Paris. So uh, that's always something to look forward to. And of course, uh, resuming on Monday, we've got uh, Take a Seat. So that'll be next Monday. We took this Monday off because it was Labor Day. And also... I was very excited because I got to go to an Emmy ceremony this weekend uh, on Saturday uh, for the Creative Arts Emmys, which was important because it was the night that they gave out the unscripted reality uh, thing uh, awards, I guess you could say Emmys, perhaps. Uh, basically, the long story short, 
four people from Selling Sunset were there, and I was very happy. <laughs> and I saw Chelsea. I saw Chelsea, um, the new girl from uh, Selling Sunset, and she's she was just absolutely she was drop dead gorgeous. And I wanted to talk to her, but like I just was a she was so gorgeous that I was afraid that if I talked to her, she'd be like, "You're a boss bitch, babe. You're such a boss bitch. I love boss bitches like us. If you come to Manhattan Beach, boss bitch." And I was like, I just want to just like enjoy her beauty. And not have all the boss bitch talk, you know? <laughs> well, that sounds fun. The pictures looked amazing. Speaking of, are you watching uh, Selling OC? Have you saw, Have you seen uh, that? Not everyone is talking about it. Um, I, am, I think I'm going to try to watch that later this week or this weekend. Have you? No, I haven't. But I, everybody's been talking about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really want to uh, catch that. Also, actually... Ah, I'm bearing my favorite thing to say. I, I don't really have any stories, by the way. There's like no stories, you know. It's just like I saw this. I saw like, oh, I will say Mary. Oh, God. God bless Mary. So it was Mary, Chriselle, Mary, Chriselle, Chelsea, and Emma presented. And they looked, I mean, they were all gorgeous. So gorgeous. And poor Mary, she kept on messing up her lines. It was like so Mary. She was like, when it comes to cost, uh, costuming, People often say that it's the look, it's the it's the look that is the most important thing. I was like, oh, Mary, just being so merry up there on stage. But <laughs> well, it's hard to read a teleprompter when your head's bouncing around. <laughs> I know <laughs> exactly. But um, uh, they had like a party afterwards, and um, you know, they had all these like different chef stations, and guess what? Shirley from Top Chef. Had a station and I was so excited because I absolutely love Shirley and I've always wanted to try her food and she was making little wontons and they were honestly the best, best, best thing that was served in that entire party. So I was really just like my top chefiness, like geekiness was really coming out and Padma was nominated and I was really hoping Padma would be there, but um, I think she's still in London shooting. But it was really funny because when they showed the clips of like, you know, the nominees and for best host, <laughs> hers was something. I think hers was the one where it was like, who here has a Michelin star? Raise your hands. One, two, three, four, five. Wow. Did the entire audience raise their hands? Because they probably all do have one. <laughs> <laughs> she zoomed in. Hi, this is Padma Lakshmi recording to you live from London. I just want to say all of you, even though you're at a ceremony, are not famous. Good luck. Bye. <laughs> Bye, non-famous people. <laughs> That's and the it. winner my... <laughs> is someone more famous than you at home watching this. <laughs> anyway, those are all my stories. Um, well, that looked like an amazing night. It was great to see you in a tux. Thank okay. you. It was very amazing. fun. Very <laughs> fun. Penguin suits <laughs> that you probably got off Alibaba, the way things are going right now my, in this world. It was my She by Sheree uh, tuxedo. So uh, <laughs> I, I ordered it 14 years ago. <laughs> that guy's finally made it here from Alaska. Okay, let's get the show on the road. <laughs> Need some bad clips. Yes. All right. So let's get let's talk about Atlanta. So um, uh, it opens up. We're seeing just, uh, you know, like people doing things all around town. So Blaze is singing in the back seat, uh, like in her kitty seat of Candy's car. And Candy's like singing along with her. Because Blaze is like, pa, 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 pa. And Candy's like, uh, 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 uh. She's like, <laughs> she's like turning it into a hit song already. 
<laughs> and the song they're playing is uh, Life is Fresh, I Ride Hard. Life is Fresh, I Ride Hard. And it just cuts to Blaze like, bop, 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 bop. Yeah, Blaze riding hard in that, <laughs> in that car seat. So then we go over to Drew with Pastor Jeanette. And Drew's like, Mom, the doctor said that I'm just overcompensating for the other Achilles with this Achilles. And so now this Achilles hurts. And her mom's like, Jesus Christ, can I please go home? <laughs> I know. Her mom's like, why is it that whenever I come on to shoot one scene with you, I'm I'm here for weeks on this show? <laughs> <laughs> can I so go back then, to Chicago? Kenya's on the phone um, with her assistant, and they're trying to figure out what products she have. And she's like, if we don't have bottles, we don't have a line. Kenya trying to shoehorn her way into Sheree's big, like, I don't have the supplies for my company storyline. But she wins because hers is at CVS. So she is going to be on so many long receipts. Kenny wins this one, for sure. Receipts are just going to come twirling out of the machine now. (laughs) She's like, what I had to do was spend a lot more money to get my packaging in from overseas. Um, Sarah Palin shows up at her door. She's like, hey, haddly doodly neighbor. Okay, got some package for you. The back. (laughs) Thanks for that extra 20. (laughs) Bristol could have used it, that's for sure. Okay, where should I set these bottles down? I don't even understand that, but I totally love from it. From Alaska. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's getting her stuff delivered from Alaska. That's all I know about Alaska. They have a lot of fishermen and, and the Palin family. <laughs> but you you had said overseas, so that's why I was confused. I thought, like, did Sarah Palin recently make some sort of crazy stance about, like, overseas shipping? The shipping crisis <laughs> is because... <laughs> Listen, I'm foreigners. stream overseas, dia. <laughs> If you put lipstick on a cargo container, (laughs) it's still a cargo (laughs) container. No, sorry. It's Tuesday on a Monday. I am so dead. My brain is so dead. Like, I I don't want to use this cliche, but I'm I'm just going to come out and say it. I I need a vacation from the vacation. It's one of those. So um, I'm just like, like, I barely even shrunk together my fake Padma moment with her (laughs) <laughs> with their telecast into the Emmys. And so, like, I can't even follow a Sarah Palin joke now. <laughs> so then um, Marlo Marlo and kids arrive. Oh, I wrote Marlo and kids arrive at Ross. I was like, finally, Marlo's speaking some sense. <laughs> like, I'm finally getting to know Marlo, you know. But um, no, she, they go to the Ross's house. And um, she's like, all right, kids, act like you have some home training. And then she pees, like, on a little tiny tree outside the front door. <laughs> Yeah, and Sonia's like, oh my god, we were waiting for you all for, for 10 hours, but it's all love, it's all love. I love, Sonia is really good for a passive-aggressive moment like that. She, I I understand why she and Drew, like, uh, are, were originally friends, because that's kind of their thing, is just, you can't simply just say hi, you gotta say hi and give a passive-aggressive dig. Well, Marlo is always late, right? And so, you know, she probably was literally 10 hours late. <laughs> And Marlo doesn't say sorry for being late. She goes, I don't smell food, though. Yeah, that was her response. And Sonia's like, well, we're cooking together. You know I can't cook. So they're, the whole reason why this is happening is because uh, Marlo wants the kid, her nephews to learn how to change tires and oil. Mainly so that way they can have some sort of like guys time with Ross and to like let, you know, and Sonia wants wants Marla to know that there's like a village it, you know it takes a village and you know that village does need oil changes so let's have some of the villagers take care of it you know 
Yeah. I don't I feel like we've said this before, but I hate that term. Like it takes a village. Everything every story I know that takes place in a village, the villagers always suck. I mean, don't they come out with like pitches uh, torches and pitchforks and villagers shit? Are, take people. Yeah. Villagers suck, okay? There's the village idiot. I mean, who wants to, if you want your child to be raised by a village, you don't deserve a child. Okay? I'll say that. You know, I think I've never heard um uh like that is that is <laughs> That is so true, Ronnie, what you just said. You just spoke so much truth. Okay. (laughs) You try getting anything done. You try getting anything done with an HOA in a village. Okay. Call a goddamn meeting about painting a mailbox. Okay. Fuck off, villagers. Get away from my children. (laughs) I'm just thinking about the people who who uh who were on my street growing up and what would happen if they all raised me. And I don't know. I don't think that would be I don't know if that would that would have been great. They're all lovely people, but I just feel like there would have been a lot of indecision and I just would have wound up just <laughs> You lived on a very indecisive street. Well, I think everyone's so nice that no one would have wanted to make it a, no one would have really wanted to like really make a decision. And then my dad would probably my, my parents would be like, Okay, this is the this is what it's gonna be and then I'd be raised by my parents all along anyway. Yeah. Your parents are raising the village. They they <laughs> just turned that saying be. up on its end. Listen, we can only do so much for the village. Okay. <laughs> so um Marlo says that they need a really strong role model because the role mo- model needs to feel the void. So she's wearing a stuffed tiger sweater. And so mm. it's like you do need some help. I'll give you <laughs> They do need other examples in their life. Okay. Sarah Palin shows up. I'm here to help with the care. <laughs> Hope you got that stuffed tiger sweater I sent you in the mail. You did buy American, didn't you? Is this a is this a Chrysler? It better be. <laughs> oh God. So um, Marlo says that her mom's coming. And she's going to be staying in a hotel. And Sonny asks why. And Marlo's like, uh, because of our past. I mean, she came to visit last time when I lived in my last place. And then she got mad and went door to door, knocking on every single neighbor's door, calling me a bitch and a hoe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so she's like, You're, you can stay in a hotel this time. <laughs> that shit's funny because that mob's so old school. That's like a mob before Facebook. You know, that's a mom without a Facebook because now moms just go on Facebook and they're like, you won't believe what my slut son just did. But back then they had to go like door to door. You know, that's what you do in a village. (laughs) You got to alert all the parents. (laughs) It's like if it takes a village, it also takes a lot of door knocking to complain about your child, you know? Yeah. So, um, uh, anyway, uh, the other thing is that, um, uh, basically, oh, now we go and we see the kids. Now they're actually like changing the tires and stuff. I would be so pissed if I had those kids, by the way. It's like, hey, kids, uh, stop playing video games. You're going to change some oil an hour and a half away. So um, they're doing it. And Ross is saying how, like, you know, like changing a tire and going fishing and putting on a tie. He never got to experience that until he had a stepfather, which I hate to break it to Ross. I think those experiences are a little overrated, you know, Um changing a tire, going fishing, putting out a tie. I feel like right now, Ronnie, we are just dispelling all the myths about, <laughs> about child rearing, okay? You know? Honestly, I never got anything out of it. I went fishing only a few times, and I I felt it to be a very meh experience. If anything, I felt the whole act of, like, the fish coming out of the water and flopping around and, like, it going into, like, a styrofoam cooler. I found that to be aggressive and unpleasant. 
Me too. It was horrible. It was the first time I ever committed murder. I've never forgotten the the distant look in that fish's eyes. I'll never forget it. So then we go to (laughs) Marlo. She's inside. And it's like we cut back and forth between the boys doing boy things like changing the oil and the girls doing girl things like cooking. And I really love when a show can move us forward. (laughs) Yeah. Like this, you know. Uh, So Marlo's like... um, my feet she's basically asking oh because the boys finally come back in so she's like what'd you all do and they tell her about the tire and oil and she's like that is something you're always always gonna remember boys you're very very lucky no you won't you'll not you won't try take it from someone who's changed one tire that his dad made him you don't need to remember that shit no okay you know the tire's gonna be wobbly Okay. Yeah, the tires all. And you know what? Did he teach you what torque is? Then he's useless. Okay, just work hard enough so you never have to change a tire. So let, yeah, let, let me tell you something. I bought off of Amazon a little thing that puts air in my tires because I got sick of my my <laughs> my my front left tire and my Subaru is like the Julianne Moore of tires in safe. In that, like, it keeps losing pressure, and every time I take it to like just tires or to Subaru, I'm like, I think there's like a little hole, and they're like, No, everything's fine. We checked it out. It's fine. I'm like, But it's always losing pressure, and like, No, everything's fine with the tire. So, um, <laughs> I guess I'm the Julianne Moore, not the tire. But either way, um, so I, I finally was gonna got to say. <laughs> <laughs> one of the it Subaru like the is. problem is in your well, head a la safe <laughs> no the Subaru is the problem because the Subaru it puts up a little thing it's like Boo, low tire warning so that's Julianne Moore is going to show up at your house <laughs> <laughs> you have tire housing do you have tire housing <laughs> how is it that one day <laughs> you're in bed sick and the next day your car is driving around in a bikini top <laughs> Uh, oh god tire housing by proxy so um i got a little thing to inflate (laughs) i'm going on such a long route to make such a stupid point which is that i just got a thing to inflate the tire and i have to do it once a month and i still can't remember how to do it i have to look at the stupid instructions every single time and all you have to do is attach a thing and press on and i still have to verify that that's really all i have to do so the point is this kids this lesson will not have long-term impacts. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they are taught. Marlo's like, so you guys are working on a baby. That's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to talk about. Did you get a UDI? A OTI? <laughs> I can't remember. What's the dairy-free ice cream? And what's the vagina sickness? Drew, Drew's Adora FaceTimes in. Was someone talking about UTA as in Uta Hagen? Because I can talk about her. <laughs> She's like, I'm getting my IUD out. She's like, you owe me. You owe me. It's like, no, IUD, Marlo. So Marlo's like, what does that stand for? IU dick in me? <laughs> so, 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 uh, Sonia's like, okay, I'm just going to move forward. So she's going to, she and Ross have uh, reached a resolution on the situation about whether or not to have another kid. Basically, Ross said to her, look, you know, I don't I don't want to have another kid unless you want to have another kid. You know, like I want to be down in the trenches, but like not if I'm doing it alone. I want to be with you with everything. And then by him saying that, she found it really sexy. And now she's like, guess what? I want to have a kid now. So congratulations on the point for reverse psychology, you know. 
Yeah, it's very simple reverse psychology. You see? Sometimes it's the simple things. It's the simple things. Yeah. Don't need a village, so, just reverse psychology. Oh, so then we go over to TW Events. And it's one week until She by Sheree. And the, one of the places that they saw selling the She by Sheree stuff was called Shine In. And so people are saying Shine In by Sheree. Oh, I love the internet. <laughs> Commercials. Here comes one right now. So Tony or Tori, a new girl, and Rowan are there, and Tori is the planner, and Tori's like, oh, hi, Sheree. Sheree, I'm a hugger. Come on, Sheree. <laughs> I learned this in my village. So um, uh, basically, Sheree has contracted 24 pieces. Currently, she only has five, and she's like outsourced across the nation because we know there's stuff over with Sarah Palin. There's stuff in L.A. Now there's stuff in New York, and somehow she's outsourced everywhere, but she has nothing. Yeah. Um, so they're looking around the space and talking about how stressed Sheree is because, you know, she's worked so hard on, you know, calling people. <laughs> she's worked Basically. so hard. She's worked so hard over these past 14 years that she never even bothered to learn how to sew. Yeah, her scrolling fingers are exhausted. Okay. So she's uh saying that she talked to some guy in New York and they overpromised and you know, how could she do this when this is such a beautiful space? And if it doesn't happen she says, if it doesn't happen this time, I have to bury this. I have to bury this shit. Is that it? Is it 14 years? Is that the rule? Like, it did, I've said it for 14 years, and now it's buried. Listen, we've waited 14 years. I can wait another 14. Okay. Sheree, you know what? She plays the long game. You know, we, we waited many years for Chateau, Sheree. We're accustomed to waiting for her to do things. We're still waiting for her to truly dump Tyrone. So, you know what? Like, Sheree, if it doesn't work out this show, I'm down to wait some more. I want you to do you and to put out your best effort. Yes, so um, she's basically freaking, and Tori gives her a hel uh, a helm. I don't know why I said that. A hug, and um, she's like, "Well, I'm having PSD, PTSD for the fashion show of no fashions." And then we see 14 years ago, and they keep putting in a Dwight remix of <gasps> a fashion show with no fashions. How dreadful! How dreadful! How d -d 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 dreadful! Dreadful! <laughs> yeah, they like play that audio clip so many times with like an echo effect on it it's like haunting her you know so then we go over to marlo um uh going to pick up her mom so her mom emma has flown in from arkansas and now marlo's talking about how she wants her mom to be like she can be like a mom or a grandma um role model for the kids she's really just you know it's it's just so funny that she like talks so much shit and then she'll be like now you could be a role model too by the way so uh, her mom comes in, comes out of her hotel and she's like, mom, where's your teeth? She's like, uh, well, they weren't quite ready. She's like, well, no, what happened says, to your teeth now? Yeah, she says, I, uh, I accidentally threw them away. Aww. Yeah, I've been there. I mean, not with my teeth, but literally anything that you can, you know, detach from me has been thrown away on accident. <laughs> yeah. So um, so Marlo brings her mom to the store in like a mall. Um, and there's this like very, very happy and excited salesperson who's like, hi, how are you? Welcome to pretty persuasions. Like this is definitely 
the biggest day in pretty persuasions history. Like you can tell, I feel like no one even comes to this mall. So, um, they go, they're like shopping and Emma's trying on all sorts of like scarves and hats and things like that. You know, it's cute. Yeah. And Marlo mouths to the lady. She's like, wine. Oh, we'll have some water, please. Wine for me. <laughs> um, so, the mom's like, well, I've been saying I want to move back home. And she's like, oh, that's my fairy tale dream, mom. You know, I just want to make sure you're okay. You know, drugs, drinking, you going to therapy. And she's like, well, I'm glad God opened your eyes to see that I was hurt too. Yeah. And she's well, like, well, okay. Okay, mom. Well, I forgive you. She's like, well, I'm thankful you're forgiving me. And I'm forgiving you too, because, you know, there are a lot of things that you did to hurt me. Like when you put us out. And she's like, oh, really? So the worst thing I did to you was kicking out, the, kicking you out of the house I bought you? Well, that hurt me as well, because I said I wanted it to be for the grandkids so they wouldn't be in foster care. And then I get calls from the police because people are fighting, selling drugs, doing drugs. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I'm so, a pretty... The scene that has me torn up, you know? Yeah, it, it was. It's like, I mean, it's interesting with Marlo. Like, I, I over the course of the season, the feedback, like listening to what people are saying, you know, a lot of people after she uh, sent her nephews to her sister's house, a lot of people were like, I can't, I hate Marlo. Like what she did was really unforgivable. She was doing well, but now I hate her, you know? And I feel like watching this, I mean, you really get the sense, especially the way that Marlo pops off of pe on people and watching her trying to grapple with this and grapple with her mom and knowing what she's been through. Like, she's just like, a, I think, a pretty fascinating uh, example of like generational trauma, like in dealing with it and trying to like, trying to like break cycles, et cetera. But you also really see like she had to deal with like a lot of shit in her life, like a lot. And, you know, every, a lot of people have dealt with a lot of shit, but, you know, specifically with Marlo, you're just like, Damn, that is, that is, that is rough. Yeah, and still dealing with it, you know? I like think she buys her house, fast. she gets her teeth, the kids yeah. are living in the house, you know? The sister was on drugs, the mom was, I mean, it's just not good. And so she's like, well, mom, do you think, she said something like, I needed, I needed that or something. And Marlo's like, well, do you think I needed you at age 10? And she's like, but wherever you were, I came to you. Don't forget that. I came to you. And she just gets up and like starts repeating at Marlo. I came to you. Yeah. And so they hug and basically make up. And Marlo's like, I just don't want to be hurt anymore. And she's like, you will not be hurt anymore by your mama. It was like a very sweet. It was like it was sweet. They were like, you know, crying and hugging. The only thing that took me out of it was that like the lady from Pretty Persuasions was just like standing right there watching them while they were having this emotional moment. And I was she like, was. She was standing right over their shoulders like. <laughs> I'm like, ma'am, I know this is a big day for you, but maybe step to the side. <laughs> so let's see. Sheree's on the phone, you know saying will i have them tonight will i have them tonight will i have them tonight and then we go to kenya more hair care <laughs> hi cbs does that mean cough very soon <laughs> uh the uh yeah the big cvs soon to me uh, cvs scene this harkened back to reza i think we talked about this like reza launching Reza Be Obsessed at Sally Beauty of Outer Las Vegas. Um, I would argue that this is a more prestigious thing, but um, I just think it was just like very funny because it was like a whole scene, but it was like in a CVS. And I think that's a great thing. Like to be able to get the CVS is a big deal, but there's just something, the juxtaposition of like 
glamorous housewives standing around a display in CVS was like very funny to me. I love a real housewives scene with this sound. Dum, dum. <laughs> I know. And I love that the that the uh, gay director guy finally got his moment, you know, because, you know, at the uh, CVS headquarters, there's some sweet man named Robert who was like, I'm doing that scene. I am doing it. <laughs> yes. I have paid my dues and I'm doing this scene. <laughs> like, okay, Robert, go for it. So she, she comes in and Robert's there with flowers. And he's like, hi, I'm Robert. I have flowers. Oh my God, congratulations on CVS. <laughs> you know what's funny? We don't sell flowers here. It's like one of the only things. You are more popular than flowers. Congratulations, <laughs> Kenya. Flowers couldn't even make it here. I sat next to Kathy Frankenflowers for three years watching her eat tuna salad at her desk. And it was worth it for this moment to have this moment with you, Kenya Moore. So, yep, I even bought flowers just to make Frankenflowers feel bad. So, suck up Frankenflowers. Isn't it funny that I brought flowers and I have someone I work next to named Frankenflowers? What is this life? So, Candy shows up. Like she's walking into a CBS. She's like, hi. <laughs> the step and receipt, by the way, is just a long receipt. It's actually the red carpet is the receipt, too. Everything's the receipt. Yeah, the step and repeat is the receipt. The step and receipt. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, she comes in with that look on her face. Like, oh, my God, am I going to get sick in here? Like, <laughs> I really want peanut M&Ms. Am I going to get sick in here? And, you know, they they vacuumed the shit out of that CVS carpet, by the way. I've never seen such a, a sparkling clean CVS before in my life. Everything was spotless. They were like, they were like, someone, <laughs> like, like someone, like, get Stanley Steamer in here right now. Okay. Like, oh, I'm sorry. They are booked at Pretty Persuasions today. Damn it. <clears throat> oh, Robert. You failed, Robert. Um, so Candy's like, wow, I don't even have my products in CVS, so kudos to you. Did they stop selling dildos? That's what did I was they, wondering. Did they stop selling um, <laughs> remote-controlled um, Vijay vibrators in, in, yeah. the, uh, in the CVS soon? Uh, I was wondering what, what products Candy was expecting. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, I don't see either any dildos nor any singles of no scrubs, so... <laughs> So Kenya's having an emotional day, you know, and Sonya comes and she's like, uh, this is no Dollar General. Okay, this is the CVS. <laughs> so they've set up a little purple ribbon for Kenya to cut for herself. So she cuts it. She's like, yay! I'm surprised Sonya wasn't wearing her gold medals to be like, wow, what a great, great triumph for you. What you really this is this is a landmark occasion for you. I I say that as someone who also has had some landmark occasions on a world stage, but this is nice, the CVS. Sonia's like, um, Kenya, I would just like to say congratulations and give you the opportunity to hold a gold medalist. Gold medals, here you go. It's just like a little <laughs> sack of those chocolate coins covered in gold <laughs> <know>. foil. <laughs> just Cadbury cream eggs. So, so Drew comes limping down the aisle. Um, which I think this was good for Drew because I feel like she was also going to probably... Actually, I feel like everyone... You know that Candy probably also turned this into a shopping trip. She's like, I came down here to celebrate Kenya, but I also needed to get some toothbrushes. (laughs) But so Drew comes limping down and uh, Kenya says that she feels amazing and she feels like her life is turning around now. Um, Yes, I'm so glad that 
your life in that beautiful mansion that you have while you're like famous on TV and on Dancing with the Stars is finally turning around for you. And um, Drew's like, well, let's talk about Sheree now. So they start talking about Sheree and how she's only got five pieces. Um, and uh, Kenya's like, five pieces does not a fashion show make. And Drew's like, well, it's better than nothing. I mean, let's just hope it's not a party because she we know she doesn't pay for parties. So, I mean, she owes me money. She still <laughs> owes me money. Yeah. And Kenya's like, Mm, I'm not willing to make this scene about a Drew and Sheree fight. So Kenny just goes, well, I love you guys for supporting me. And let's just end this with a bang. Kenya more hair care. Kenya more hair care. Um, she just completely glosses over what Drew was trying to start up. <laughs> so for those of you forgetting that Joyce is a monster, let's go Wait. to Candy and Joyce having lunch. By the way, I just want to say before this lunch scene, I sure as hell hope that there was like a lunch scene with these women that was like cut because if they all just had to drive to the CVS just to watch Kenya cut a ribbon and then leave, I would be pissed. <laughs> like I would be really angry if I drove across town just to see a ribbon get cut at CVS. She's already had the party. She's not catering again for this. <laughs> She's like, we finally got shampoo in the bottles, everybody. You can buy your own lunch. Thank you for stopping by. Seriously. So Candy and Joyce are at lunch and um, they at talked our table. about how, that was the th they're sitting at the table that we sat at at OLG. Oh, they are. I hope their food is warmer. So um, <laughs> they're, they're talking about Blaze becoming an actor. And um, Candy's like, you know, uh, Riley has basically we're working on our estate. Right. She basically tells her that they're working on her estate. And uh, Joyce tells her, well, Riley should get most of it because the other kids benefited from having a father and riley didn't benefit from that which is like i'm okay but it's no you can't you can't weird. todd shame the children they can't help it that they were created from todd's sperm joyce who does that you don't treat your kids like that they're all candy's children yeah i feel like that's not a good precedent to set i feel like ultimately you want your children to all feel like they're equal in your eyes it's not like it's like so Riley may not have benefited from having a father, but maybe she benefited by having a single mom in different ways. And so like the, you know, maybe Ace and Blaze are not going to benefit in the same way because of that. It's maybe not, I don't, maybe it's Riley not learned that. a certain amount of Joyce resilience. Joyce is just a selfish, selfish, money-grubbing monster, okay? You did not make any of this money. Your daughter's already supporting you, gave you a restaurant named after you that you get a paycheck from. She bought you a house. Shut the fuck up. Get your hands in your pockets, ma'am. Like, who acts like she, that? She, and also, what makes you think you're going to live so long that you're going to get to take all of the money in the end? Just cut the crap, Joyce, okay? She just hates Todd and she doesn't want she doesn't want Todd to be controlling that money, I think ultimately. I think that's what that's really about. I mean, she probably also wants the money for herself, but I think that basically she does she I think that she thinks that Todd will use that money to uh like favor his children rather than Riley. I think she's thinking that Riley will not be protected. You're giving Joyce a lot of credit. <laughs> So I think she's more worried about Joyce. I mean, because she doesn't hide anything that she's saying. Because then she says, you know, like, why would you leave Todd all that money? You're going to set somebody up for a lavish lifestyle? I mean, what about when someone else moves into your house? You know? And what about Riley, who was there before everyone? She should get the most, you know? And then 
who's going to be the trustee? And Candy's like, uh, Don Juan. And she's like, um, and it needs somebody else like me. No, Joyce should not be the trustee <laughs> of Candy's money. That I will say. Absolutely not. Yeah. So Joyce is full of shit. She's just trying to get her hands on all that money. Candy's well, a very patient person. I'll <laughs> give her that. Yeah. And then Candy says that if tragedy were to strike, she would prefer that Todd would remain single. Um, he can be in a relationship, but he can never remarry because uh, she doesn't want anyone to come in and have legal rights to anything that could possibly go to her kids. So uh, Candy was very sure to get that on the record for a public audience <laughs> for like a few million people to hear. Well, why doesn't she just give the businesses that she has? To, uh, I don't know. What the fuck do I know? I can't. About this? I can't. Like, I don't plan for Candy. Like, I, I don't can't. even date, but yeah. I mean, you shouldn't marry him if that's what you're worried about. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. I mean, so, it does, by the way, it does say something that I, that they both kind of mistrust, no pun intended, Todd on that front, right? Like, on a certain level, Candy would fear that Todd would, 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 remarry someone who would not have the best interest for her kids like that's that's what he would you know like i i think that says something about todd yeah so let's see then we so go to sheree yeah, now it's one day the venue and there's some like fans i guess waiting outside when she arrives and they're like oh my god love your font love <laughs> the font she's like oh my god thank you guys thank you thank you so much so um, she gets she gets there, and uh, there's a woman, Lavilla, Lavia, who is the head of a modeling agency that I guess they finally decided to hire, and she's been saving the day. Uh, but Sheree still doesn't have all her samples. Uh, she's expecting a package later that day with with everything, and Rowan is like, "Listen, if it's anywhere in the U.S., I will fly. I will fly there today and grab them." And Sheree's like, "So you're gonna help them finish making this stuff?" And Rowan is like. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> also, thanks for the offer. You you needed to offer that like days ago. Okay, this ship's in a few hours, Rowan. Yeah. So she's like, "Well, I mean, listen, Sheree, if it's not at least fifteen outfits, it's going to be a party, and you're going to have to pay for it." She's like, "Oh no!" Yeah, and then she and then Sheree's like, "Well, if, if it's a preview, then we don't even need a runway. How about that?" Like, well, you already paid for the runway. Well, it doesn't matter. So, uh, no, she things- didn't. I'll bet she didn't. <laughs> That's true, too. So uh, then Apollo shows up. So, like, Sheree's kind of addressing the group, kind of not, but Apollo shows up and he's like in the back of the group. So Sheree's like, Apollo, everyone, this is Apollo. He's a model. And you could see, like, Lavia smiling and just like smiling and looking at Apollo. But, like, her smile basically said, This man is no longer a model. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> um so then tyrone oh my god tyrone staggers in walking crazy i don't know why yeah. he's walking like that but he's doing like a real stiff like uh soldier like, cool. like i don't it's know like a... yeah i guess he's going for swag but he looks kind of like a toy soldier i don't know it's weird it's a weird walk okay yeah i know what you're going for you're not quite getting there okay buddy yeah well sheree goes why is tyrone walking in here looking like Bro man from the fifth floor, which was like, totally accurate. And so <laughs> like that was because you you know Bro Man? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just a side character on Martin. And like that's how 
Broman would walk into places. <laughs> and and basically Tyran was doing Ty, not, Tyrone was literally doing that. But like the thing is that Broman is like a caricature. It's like a cartoon almost, you know. But Tyrone was actually doing that. So um so he walks in. Tyrone just like walks in and Kaylee, who's Sheree's daughter, is there and she's just looking and she's like, Who is this? Who is this guy who's walking like this into this into this like fashion show rehearsal? And then a producer is like, it's Tyrone. And she's like, oh, my God. He's short. <laughs> <laughs> and Sheree's like, well, I am close with his cousin Stan. And I invited Stan to the show. So I guess that that's how we found out about the show. Really? You don't think it's your thirsty-ass producers fucking with you? Really? Yes. You don't? I know. For real. I mean, the guy, Tyrone walked in. He was miked. <laughs> Here comes one right now. So she's like, so you popped up now, but when I was in your city, you couldn't pop up? And he's like, not when I'm on federal confinement, Sheree. And she's like, but what do you mean? We went to restaurants. There's plenty of Applebee's that know us by by my name. What are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, well, we didn't publicize that. And she's like, well, then you should have communicated that to me. And he's like, well... Why would I apologize to you for doing something that would send me back to prison? You don't get it. You could still call. You called and told her you were going to meet her at the restaurant in the first place. You could have called her and told her you weren't going to meet her at the restaurant. Oh, my God. And he's acting acting like she deceived him, like she was going to ambush him with cameras. Like, how do you date a reality star and then not think cameras are going to be there during a time when she's shooting? It's ridiculous. So she basically tells him that she was humiliated. And, um, you know, she tells us that, like, you know, if your thirsty ass wants to be on camera, then you're not the guy for me at all. So um, which is why I'm dating a reality star next. Is that who, is that who the new guy is? Uh, yeah, he's uh, really? from some reality show. Yeah. Oh my so God. Um, she's like, yeah, well, I don't want you here without an apology. And he's like, I'm not apologizing. And Kaylee's like, hi, I'm Kaylee. Are you Webster? Hi, nice to meet you. I've heard a lot about you. (laughs) (laughs) Kaylee is great. She totally is. She does a great pass aggressive move because she goes, hi, I'm Kaylee. Nice to meet you. He goes, oh, hi, Kaylee. Nice to meet you. She goes, what's your name? (laughs) Which is great because she knows exactly who who he is. (laughs) So Sheree walks off all mad and Kaylee leaves him alone. And Apollo is like, hey, listen, man, as a friend, you, you just don't leave your queen. You just don't leave your queen at a restaurant. You get a drill and chase her around the garage. Okay? <laughs> That's how you really show love. I'm the new romantic Apollo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I wear scarves now. So Tyrone is like, he's like, you're taking the wrong side. And I wouldn't get in the middle of you and, you know, whoever. So uh, the producer asks Apollo, asks the, you know, the producer says, you know, Tyrone claimed he didn't show up because filming would be a parole violation. And Apollo's like, that's not true. And it says underneath Ty- Apollo, not a legal scholar. He goes, I think it's under subsection 32 that everyone has a right to media contract and or presence. So I'm not buying that one. <laughs> so then um, Tyrone finds Sheree again. He's like, well, it looks really good. And she's like, you don't owe me an apology. And he goes, well, why don't we both apologize? <laughs> and she goes, you don't need to be here. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. And yeah. she tells us Tyrone can kick motherfucking rocks. And so he leaves and she's like empowered. Yeah. Um, but you know. I'm always nervous because I feel like Sheree sometimes talks a big talk, but then 
still winds up slinking back, which is sort of what happened with Tyrone, you know, because she did declare that it was finally over. And then she admitted, I think, last week that she had called him. But, yeah. I mean, now that she does have a new man, it does feel like it is finally over. But, you know, before I knew she had a, a new man, then I was still, like, nervous. So then Marlo is getting ready and she's getting her store ready and cleaning a jewelry case because her mom's going to come see the archive. Mm -hmm. And so the mom comes and she's like, welcome to the archive, mommy. This is Adrian. (laughs) Um, He is in charge of getting us wontons, also my hair and the store. (laughs) He's in charge of egg rolls and flowers. He's a florist, too. (laughs) So. Um, uh, so Marlo, like two days ago, had called Candy to apologize again for basically being crazy to Candy in Jamaica and, and invite her to meet her mom at the archive. And, um, Marlo's like, and then Marlo talks about how, like, everyone in her family sees her as a money tree. And then the moment she says no, she becomes a bad person. And so she and her mom are like talking some more, and her mom's talking about how she cried whenever Marlo, like so many years, Marlo wouldn't come in for Christmas. And Marlo's like, yeah, but I always sent a gift, didn't I? And the mom's just like, well, that didn't mean anything because I wanted to spend time with my child. And you never, you know, I never told you not to come home for Christmas. Yeah, she says, I don't care about the gifts. And she's, oh, okay, I'll stop that then. Okay, okay, then I'll stop that. She's like, uh, not that fast, not, not so fast. <laughs> she's like, mom, you have to admit, you're the center of our problems. And she goes, now listen, last night, I said, Crystal, I wonder if I should ask Marlo, should I bring my friend around here? And Marlo's like, (laughs) and that upsets me. You don't get it. I love the mom. She's like, Marlo, I'm always going to be. Can I bring my scumbag boyfriend to your house? (laughs) It was definitely giving me flashbacks to that season of Potomac where uh, Ashley was having issues with her mom's boyfriend of like 15 years or whatever. So Marlo is basically like, no, you can't bring him around. You know, this guy's like a, on drugs, okay? And and Emma's like, no, no, he's not on drugs anymore. And um, basically, like, what we find out is that a lot of Marlo's issues with her mom stem from men that her mom has brought into her life. And that Marlo feels like, A, the guys are usually trash. But also, they Marlo feels like she's competing for her mother's attention with these guys. So Marlo's yelling at her. She's like, what does he do for you? Does he even have a job? And Candy comes in. And so Marlo's like, I'll be I'll be right back. I'm getting wonton sauce. It's just wonton sauce. I'll be right back. <laughs> so she leaves. And Candy's like, uh, well, hello. Nice to meet you. How are you doing? And she's like, I'm doing good. And Marlo's upset because she wanted Candy to see her happy. You know, right. she comes into like drama. So she comes back and the mom's like, now, if I hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. I'll tell him he can't come. Yeah. And- I have her ass on the first train back to wherever she came <laughs> from. This is some bullshit. I'll be like, bye. Bye. You can come back when you find your teeth. Bye. OK, or pay me back. Bye. Get out. <laughs> to think that I. That I rejected Sarah Palin's offer for lunch for this. <laughs> well, just uh, your teeth just arrived in Alaska. Should I bring them by? Oh, Got a great you know trash what? barge here. Sorry, I thought these were teeth. It's moose antlers. Do you want those instead? <laughs> Very Mom, different take size. those out. I can't hear you. I can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying today. So Marlo <laughs> is so candy. So Marlo. So so Adrian brings in a whole bunch of egg rolls 
and like wontons and stuff like that, which look, look delicious. And then, uh, and they're like sitting down and Marlo's saying like, you know, this is really candy. I want to let you learn more about me and my mom. And so then Candy turns to her mom and goes, so how old were the kids when you started using drugs? Jeez, Candy, God. I have to assume that there was more conversation that was edited out, but that was such a pivot. (laughs) They're like, nice to meet you. So how old were you when you started doing drugs? And she said um, that Marla was seven and she was very traumatized at the time. And that's what she fell back on. And uh, Candy's like, you know, me and my mom have problems, but seeing them try to work it out makes me appreciate my mom even more. You know, even though she's trying to get me to sign everything over to her so she can (laughs) slip some fucking poison in my drink and go to the Bahamas or whatever the hell she wants to do with all of my money. (laughs) Candy's like, well, maybe you guys should get some counseling together. And she's like, I mean, I tried to do that with my mom, but I just got cussed out. And Emma's like, oh, no. I would never, I would never cuss, cuss her out. You know, I, I'm not that person anymore. It's like, no, Emma, it's not you cussing her out that you have to worry about. I think it goes the other way around. So then um, Sheree's getting glammed up at home. Now, Sheree's doing something today that's really bizarre. She keeps put, having people put up a ponytail and then taking down a ponytail and then putting up a ponytail. And then taking down a pony. She does the switch like three times in the show. And I'm not really sure what it. I guess the ponytail's like her sports look. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that she had it done in every scene. I did not notice that at all. But that's hilarious. To say that's like when the ponytail goes up, that means she's ready to work. It's like <laughs> yeah. a, it's, it's like, like a traffic crossing. That's her Uda Hagen moment, you know. <laughs> So then she is uh, now she's at the venue on the step and repeat and um, there's no CVS on it, which is embarrassing, (laughs) awkward. So then um, she's talking about how everything came in last night and now she has even more than 25 looks. She has 27 looks. Wow. Where's Catherine Heigl when you need her? Am I right? 27 dresses. So then um, Sheree tells us, you know, talk about a brand for 14 years that has a household name and has never given you one product. There is no other choice. It has to be done. <laughs> and it made me think, like, I cannot believe that we've been living with She Buy Sheree in our lives for all these years. And and not only that, there's been no product. Truly, like, that she never said to herself, you know what? I have a vision, and it's never come together because I've been relying on these, like, janky seamstresses in other cities. I am going to teach myself. I am going to take lessons, and I'm going to learn how to sew. She's, like, never in 14 years thought, yeah, I'm going to do that. Because, you know, honestly, if she had done that like eight years ago, she could have been doing a lot of this herself. Um, so, you know how they show designers running around like on Project Runway? They're like, okay, designers, get yeah. to the runway. You have 30 seconds. And they show them with like pins in their hair, you know, pins in their mouth to yeah. pin all the clothes or whatever. So it's like that. But Sheree's like, what's going on between your legs? <laughs> he gave you a camel toe? Like yeah. that's her. that's her version of pins in your lips. Like. <laughs> Camel make it work for camel toe backstage. <laughs> yeah, that's her. That's her. Make it work. You got camel toe. She just comes around and says that to someone to to pep them up. So, so the models are like practice walking on the runway, and one falls down, and uh, Sheree's like, "Okay, okay, we need to get some baby powder. <laughs> <laughs> That'll stop people from slipping." <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> she was like, just oh, wait, someone fell over. I just, see I just people, want like slipping all over the runway. Uh, oh, that's not for the model. I just I heard that some of the ladies were at a CVS and I just wanted them to pick up some stuff for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ke- yeah. So now we see everyone getting ready. And Kenya is, you know, Kenya's getting ready. She's having Brooklyn choose out a look. It's really cute. That's the usual thing of like, let me let me ask my three-year-old child what look I should wear, which is cute, but I'm getting a little I'm a little over this scene, to be honest, watching kids pick out their mom's clothes. Like I think Robin Dixon really killed that for me. So then <laughs> Robin Dixon's kid is the best though. He's the best <laughs> child clothes picker at her. Why is that? Because he's like ugly, ugly, hideous, <laughs> gross, disgusting, horrible, monstrous. I like that one. Wear that one. She's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> and he picks out good stuff. He's a he's a good clothes picker out here. I mean, I give him credit. Give Listen, credit it's not credit. his fault. The the kids are always cute in these scenes. I'm just saying, like the novelty has worn off, and I feel like we saw Robin do that like 12 times last season. So then, <laughs> yeah, that, um, was, that was a big uh, moment for Robin. Yeah, as season. well as many other franchises too. So then, um, now Drew is in glam, and everyone's in glam. Every single person is in glam. The models are getting into their looks. People are arriving on the red carpet. The red carpet was really great on this. It was like a big trip down memory lane, and I um, like we saw a lot of a lot of you know faces that we'd forgotten about. You know, Deshaun Snow. Deshaun, uh, how was Deshaun not speaking on anything? I need I don't to hear know. at least a line from Deshaun. You can't just have Deshaun in the background and not let her say anything. I mean, what the hell? Did she ever raise that money? I need and to I was, know what's going on with Deshaun. Yeah, like how is her fundraiser going? I mean, as long as we're doing throwbacks to season one this episode, let's do the throwback to that thing. Yeah. And there was no Lisa Wu Hartwell, at least that I saw. Uh, maybe she was there and I missed her, but I was sort of figured if they're going to have Deshaun, they should have Lisa Wu too, right? <laughs> She was probably frazzled after that last, that last thing she showed up for. And she's yes. like, what I am saying about women supporting women. And Fatum's like, shut up. You want a piece of me? Come on and get it then. And we did have Fatum, which made me so happy. Although I would have really liked Fatum. You know there was probably a scene of Fatum barking at someone who was sitting in her seat. Like, this is not your seat. You think this is your seat? This is not your seat. Come on. Look at face-to-face if you want to talk about seats look at me face-to-face you want to do this right now in a fashion show because i don't do it right now okay oh this is you want a piece of me fatum's working the bag check just going through everybody's purses (laughs) you know it dawned on me when i saw fatum who she reminded me of and i could not put my finger on it before adriana from audrey adriana from uh real housewives of miami's mom like if we saw her mom on screen i think it would be fatum (laughs) Oh, that's <laughs> she just probably see if you see it next time you see Fatim. So then um Drew, of course, every time they show Drew, she mentions that she hasn't been paid, which yes. cracks me up. So she comes in wearing like a glitter boot, you know, and she's like, Well, I hope my money's been put to good use. <laughs> she's so she's so upset about that that party city bill. So then um Kenya looks amazing. She's like in this like silver, shiny silver sequins. I don't know if they were really sequins. They were just sort of like t- it's like tiles. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you call that style of dress, but it looked amazing. And um, and then you know they're just all like you know Candy saying that she's just praying that Sheree, you know, really does have her her fashions. And we see Bob Whitfield was there, which surprised me because I thought I didn't 
think they were still on good terms. But Bob Woodfield was there with Tammy, no less. Are Bob and Tammy dating? What was the relationship between Bob and Tammy? I don't know. Do you remember? I don't remember Tammy's relationship. I just remember relationship. Tammy because um, Marlo talks about her. Like, she uses the archive. She brings up Tammy all the time. Oh, does she? Oh, wow. So then, um, well, she did like twice. <laughs> Whenever she's listing off the celebrities who use the archive, she's I like, thought she- films, television, Tammy, radio, <laughs> Tammy. I thought that was Tammy. <laughs> Wait. Let me see if I get this. I thought that was Tammy from from um what what's her face from Real World Los Angeles, who's now like on a million reality shows. Tammy Roman. That's who I thought it was. I didn't think it was this moment, Tammy. This but now who, I don't remember her ever saying. Was. Oh, this okay. Is who that was? Yeah. Oh well, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Marlo's like, "Wow, this is like a wedding. Wow, this is like really—is it really going to be a wedding to Tyrone? Because <laughs> I know he's coming. I just ran into him outside. I said, Dick in you immediately.'" <laughs> He laughed. So, yeah, he's here. He's in a black SUV. He's got flowers. The word on the street is he's been here a couple of nights. Wink, wink. <laughs> dick, dick in you. Dick, dick in you. I learned that at Passover once. No, that's dying in you, but that's fine. Um. So then, Mara, so then, yeah, so Tyrone shows up, as you may have just said, and uh, he has two bouquets because he's going to now try the love bomb approach. So he's bringing the bouquets. I don't even know why Tyrone has a ticket to this thing, let alone a ticket to the front row of this fashion show, by the way. Like, Sheree acting like she's surprised that he showed up when he has a front row ticket to the fashion show is kind of bullshit. Well, it's a, the producer, shady-ass producer. So he comes in his houndstooth suit with his cheap flowers, and he comes up to the green room, and Sheree's doing that thing where she's like, I'm very busy. I'm on the phone. Look at this. Hmm. business business on the phone business business alaska alaska oh get the deal get the deal uh, yes miss palin i got them i got them <laughs> thank you so uh he's <laughs> she she you know she's like gracious she's like oh thank you very much for these very cheap flowers from Publix. and then charade's mom thelma walks in and she goes this is tyrone and her mom is like huh who she goes, you heard about tyrone prison bay and her mom just has this look like Ugh. oh oh hi okay um so then she's like lyrone is in the building and is this way his way of apologizing it looks like he got these flowers at the grocery store and then we see a 1999 price tag come up on the screen um so tyrone's like well i brought you flowers as well ma'am pleased to finally meet you she's like mm, mm-hmm so then we get the dwight remix again fashion show with no fashions fashion show with no fashions while dwight comes into the green room i know and he comes in he's like i am so proud of you sheree the crowd is amazing you look delicious Delicious. (laughs) the crowd is amazing you look delicious Ray. (laughs) doesn't he always seem like a villain like i just need him to be sitting on a giant mushroom like that purple cat in (laughs) alice in wonderland 
Hello, Alan. You look amazing. It's like a tape being slowed down the way he talks. I believe it was the caterpillar who was on the mushroom. I see this as someone who recently watched Alice in Wonderland for the first time last month. Wow, that was amazing, Ben. You are delicious. (laughs) Now, by the way, I think a, a more important question is, I think it was great that Dwight was there. I was very happy to see him. But... As we all know, Dwight started off as Nini's gay in that season. And really, the question is, where is Shrey's OG gay, Miss Lawrence? Yeah, where is Miss Lawrence? Where Have is we the, heard what happened to Miss Lawrence? Well, Miss Lawrence, Lawrence is, showed up last year, right? Well, Miss Lawrence is bit. in that new Billy Eichner movie that's coming out. Because I've seen mm-hmm. I've seen Miss Lawrence there. But um but in terms of like where is Miss Lawrence in the world of Real Houses of Atlanta, I don't know. I feel like Miss Lawrence should have a hundred percent been there for this episode. Yes. Um, sorry, I was drinking. It's a very heavy. I drink from a very heavy jug. Okay, it took, it took I know. It's a, the hydro jug, right? <laughs> the hydro jug. <laughs> Code word crappens. If you order it. <laughs> so she's like, if anyone needs to be here, it's Dwight. And she's like, isn't this great, Dwight? And she, they're smiling and laughing. But then we find out that Sheree's been traumatized because she got so much shit from Dwight. And she's like, and I will not have this day go by without Dwight Eubanks in this building. We will not have that. Now, Dwight, what's your favorite song? <laughs> Alibaba had them 40 thieves. Hammurabi had a thousand tales. <laughs> uh, so also Dr. Jackie's there. Which is yeah. Fun. And she's D- not Dr. talking about her vagina, which is super weird. I didn't even recognize her. <laughs> no, you missed it. She was giving O shots while people were waiting for the fashion show to start. <laughs> I just watched that episode last night. Um, <laughs> I was like, let me catch up on marriage and medicine. What have I been missing the past two weeks? It's like, who wants no shot? I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Great. Every week. I mean, listen, the vaginas on that show have had more storylines than the women on that show. I mean, they just, it's a storyline that keeps on giving. And then, uh, What's her butt? Anila. Anila's mom comes to live with them and she takes her mom to the O shop party. And then it's like, my mom would never let me get an O shop. What are you bringing your mother here for? What's wrong with you? Oh, it's not the vagina monologues. It's like the vagina, like, like six part, <laughs> like, like multi character play. I don't know. I don't know what the equivalent is for monologue. Anyway, so Ty- so anyway, Tyrone comes. <laughs> he comes and starts mingling with the women. So Marlo's like, "Hey, Tyrone!" And then everyone else is like eyeing him up. Everyone's just being has like fake smiles on their faces. Like clearly not very impressed with him after everything that he's done to Sheree. And Candy's like, well, how do we get the pleasure of seeing you? And he's like, oh, they took off the monitor. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. I thought that was so funny. It was just like a, yeah. It's, it was, just, it's, just like it's like he could have come up with some, like, you know, little thing like, oh, well, you know, I was in town. He's I like, yeah, they got my ankle. Wanted, you, she's been working on this forever. I wouldn't miss it. But to be like, <laughs> oh, they took the monitor off That's so it. I could actually come. So, um, <laughs> like, have you ever seen that movie Disturbia? Wow. That so, Kenya's like, Yeah, I don't like him. He seems sketchy. And Marlo's like, Well, listen, they had a good run. He got, she got him when he had the coins, and now he doesn't have the coins. So, it's, it needs to be over now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no point. 
And Kenya basically tells him, you know, well, we're happy if she's happy. And if we're going to and if she's not happy, we're going to have to have an edit. <laughs> so then guess who's here? Peter. And Peter yeah, comes Peter. up. He's like, hey, it's me, Peter. <laughs> and Kenya's like, hi, Peter, Peter, your fly is undone. I'm Peter. Your fly is undone, Peter. Hi, I'm Peter. Pe- uh, Peter, your fly. He didn't hear me. He's high as a kite. He can't hear a word I said. <laughs> Peter is continuing the tradition that Apollo started last week, which is um, like a huge amount of scarf action. <laughs> He's like in a t-shirt with like five scarves around his neck. He's like, my yeah. fashion, Peter's brew. Yep. So, and they do, don't they own restaurants together? Like bar 12, bar one, bar five. Bar, they have all different numbers now, but I think they own a few clubs together, don't they? Um, I don't know if Apollo is part of that. Maybe he is, but there are definitely several bar ones around. And I don't know if those are all Peters, but I feel like they all have terrible reviews. I feel like everyone, because <laughs> every now and then a story comes up uh, about something that happened at bar one. And it's like, yeah, this is definitely a Peter Peter restaurant here. <laughs> yeah. Um, bar one star. So <laughs> the girls sit down and someone steals Sonya's seat. I think Drew. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. And now the wait begins. Okay, the show was at 7.30. It was supposed to be at 7.30. It's now 8.30. And um, still not coming. And so upstairs, Sheree's taking her time. She's praying. Then she's getting makeup put on her boobs. Then she prays again. Then she gets more makeup put on her boobs. She's like, take down my hair. Okay, ponytail. Okay, take it down again. And ponytail. Thank you. Yeah, and then... um... Now everyone's sitting at the runway. This is where I noticed that Tyrone had a front row seat, which I felt like he did not deserve. And then they're all just been like, they're just waiting and waiting. We see that uh, Pooh Hicks is there, who is a reality star. And more importantly, Quad is there too. There's like a lot of crossover. I was like, for some reason, I was loving all these cameos. I wanted more. I wanted like Claudia Jordan. I wanted Kim Fields. I wanted, I just wanted everyone from the past to, to, to be, I would have even taken Kim Zolciak. The rare time I would have been happy with a Kim Zolciak. Get everyone, Nini, get them all in there for this fashion show. This is like the moment where we all come together as the the village to raise this fashion show. And so they're all excited for her. And then Drew's like, well, um, maybe she's not coming because she didn't pay something yet. <laughs> Okay, true. Okay. So then uh, backstage, they're cheering, she by Sheree, she by Sheree. And Sonia's like, where is the fashion? Pop, 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 pop. Where is it? Pop, 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 pop. This is much of makeup. Pop, 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 pop. And we see that that Lisa Nicole is sitting with Dwight because they actually came in together. Lisa Nicole Cloud, I should say, from Marriage Medicine, which made me feel sad for Dwight that that's like where his, that's where his, that's his trajectory. Like he was started off as Nini's gay, then Sheree, and now he's just down to Lisa Nicole Cloud. I was like, that's kind of a sad trajectory. Doesn't it kind of make sense now where all the gay husband rumors came from? Mm, <laughs> you look wonderful. <laughs> so now it's 930. Sheree, what the fuck? I would have left. I cannot believe oh, yeah. people sat there for two hours in those rented ass seats oh, to watch I joggers. I would have been out of there. Bye. I um I went to one fashion show in my life, and that was probably around like 2009 or so, in the heyday of She by Sheree. And it was the exact same thing happened. I got there at like 7.30 and waited there for like two hours. And I was like, why are we waiting here for so long? I was just like sitting there, standing. And I mean, I was in it for like the free booze, you know, but I was like, but it was, it was 
miserable and I would never, ever do that again. So like watching them all just sit there, like I, I had trauma flashbacks and like, I get it. It was terrible. Everyone should have left. And Dwight's like, I'm ready to go, mouthing it. And then we cut to commercial. But the show starts when we come back. And we see, but first we see flashbacks of like, she can't do it. She has no clue. Whatever happened to she by Sheree? And then Sheree, uh, Sheree uh, sighs. And it's like, here we go. And then a girl comes out and holds her ponytail back. And everyone's like, yay. And the clothes were pretty cute, I thought. They were, you know. There were clothes. I mean, there was um, like a lot of mesh tops at first. And you hear Ralph saying, so you go, why you work out in that? How you work out in that? I'm like, listen, sir, I know the creators of Drop It by Drew are not questioning the viability of a athletic endeavor. Okay. I know that. <laughs> but he's oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Your business's namesake tripped after running a block. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you're going to lose your nipple after the first set. Um, and yeah, some of this stuff, I was like, okay, the gym in a thong. Okay. What yeah. gym is this? But you know, I thought it was really cute. I liked a lot of the stuff I and I was really happy for her. And then they have yeah, this was... really hot guy come out and wink at everybody. And Kenya just stands up. Like, yeah. Give me your number. Hey. <laughs> he had definitely the best look, I think. And, um, like I, some, some things were like, a, I thought a little, like not my style, but um, there were some other things that were better. But overall, I was, like, just happy for her, honestly. I was, like, genuinely happy for her because people have dogged her about this for years. And I was like, you know, it's amazing that we've watched this show long enough to see not only Sheree but Sonia Morgan pull off runway shows. I mean, who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought that these two women could actually get their shows up and up and running? So uh, the stuff that came out is from a designer named Tyre Lewan. And he posted on his Facebook, what kills me is it don't matter how genuine and how honest you try to be with people, they will worry about yourself and play you if they can. This lady, Sheree Housewives of Atlanta, shit by Sheree, didn't have really <laughs> no funny. clothes or style for her fashion show. Not only was I on set altering clothes the day of, spent 2500 of my own dollars to meet the deadline and make it happen. Not only she takes all the credit, never said thank you, and it was on national TV last night, and I made her finally look good out of 14 years of trying. This lady still never at least just reimbursed me, let alone pay me, shake my head. I made her 40 pieces of clothes in less than a week. She's she not going to make a dollar off that clothing line because God don't play about me, and I ain't giving her no patterns or ideas no more. So that's that. What y'all saw last night was echoes of my years in fashion and making people millionaire. If you knew all the companies that come for me, designs and ideas and samples, you would hit the floor in disbelief. LOLK, because I care less to be famous, but pay me and respect what I do and did for you. It's like, damn. Wow. wow. That's, so, so there you have it. Bills, Jeez. So that explains why we didn't see any of these clothes on the actual website. Because I was like, yeah. those are cute. I'm getting yeah. that thong number for when I go to the store, but I couldn't get it. Sheree, pay your bills. And entrepreneurs, uh, do your research before you start working with a reality star. Okay. <laughs> That's my lesson for the world. Yeah, get your money up front. What the hell? <laughs> um, but 40 in a week? That's crazy. Yeah. So then let's see. So everybody's, you know, really happy for her and stuff. And <laughs> then... Did, um, did you notice that there was one model who was not willing to have her face shown on camera? 
<laughs> I was like, you know, I hate to break it to you about what your profession is, but uh... <laughs> weren't you working for the publicity? I mean, are you are you trying to tell me that Sheree paid twenty something models five hundred dollars each? Because I'm not going to believe that. <laughs> I just think it's face- funny that one of the models, like her face, was blurred out. Like she's just like, it's <laughs> like no, I I prefer not to show off <laughs> my face as a model. I'm a model. Please stop giving me attention. Please stop putting me on a national platform. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so let's see. So everyone's cheering for her and stuff. And then Tyrone tries again. He's like, can I talk to you? And she goes, nope. (laughs) Yep. I was so proud of her. He's trying to make it a moment for him. He was was trying to make that moment about him in that moment. And she was not. She was not going to do that. Okay. She was not yeah. going to have a moment in the woods like that. So um, uh, everyone is just like really happy for her. And it was, and everyone's saying really nice things of the cast, except for Drew. She's like, that was definitely worth the wait. Well, maybe not the whole wait. <laughs> I'm like, you know what, Drew, just be happy for her for crying out loud. Because I think there are probably a lot of people who are still waiting for their, uh, their, uh, their meal plan boxes with their three shrimp and a asparagus <laughs> stock. <laughs> Oh, so Sheree's like, finally, I did it. I just want everyone to feel like they can do it, too. And she says it's a wrap on Prison Bay, which I liked. And then um, basically everybody, like, models, like, they do walks and, like, have huggy girl times for the end of the season. And then we see everybody's end of the season cards. And um, not much happened this season, so it really doesn't say that much. Candy's working on a trust. Okay. Yeah. Sonia removed her IUD and uh, Drew is continuing to work on her fitness and her marriage and Ralph's new baby. His book is due any day now. And Drew still hasn't read it, which is pretty funny that Drew hasn't, they haven't even given an advanced copy or a galley to Drew to read. <laughs> and I like that over Drew's ending, it's all about Ralph. And then it goes, arf, arf, arf. <laughs> yeah. And you also notice that like, you know, one of the way, you know, we all know when they do these like final cards, they do a freeze they do a freeze frame and then they like reduce the person's face down into like a little rectangle in the corner and i felt like the the the, the shot that they did they they did this to drew on it was ralph and drew sitting with josiah in the center it was mainly a shot of like ralph and josiah and drew is like half of her she's half off camera and they pause it on her being half off camera and then they just like crop the other two out and she's barely even in the, the her own bespoke rectangle i was like <laughs> damn that is shady <laughs> the redheaded stepwife like, just yeah. get her off we don't need drew on this well, that brings us to the end of the Real Housewives of Atlanta season. Yeah, uh, the reunion's next week, so that'll be pretty wild, I'm sure. Atlanta always does a good reunion. And so uh, we'll have that next Monday. And then in the meantime, just stay tuned. We got Winter is Crappening. We got Blow Deck Med and much more this week. So thanks, everyone, for being here. And we'll catch you on the very next episode. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Alison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Dana C. Dana Do. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Erin McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. 
Just saying, okay. Kristen the Piston Anderson. She's always supplying. It's Kelly Ryan. Megan Berg. You can't have a burger without the Berg. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Erica, 500 days of summers. She's the queen bee, it's Sarah Lemke. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. Hail the cork master, the master of the cork, it's Jennifer Corcoran. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. Paging Page Mills, Paging Page Mills. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Better do what she says, it's Elva Enriquez. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. We want to hang with Liz Lang. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys.